In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And the Sup Daily Podcast is your rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Today is Tuesday. You know what that means? Elections. The state of Georgia, Nevada, South Carolina, North Dakota, and West Virginia have their primary elections today. West Virginia's governor, Jim Justice, ran as a Democrat in 2016, but switched parties in 2017, and he's now running in the state's Republican primary race, which is interesting. I've also been reading that Georgia is having some trouble with their voting process, which is no surprise. They're always a nightmare, literal Brian, I should be Stacey Abrams, Kate Kemp, exactly. Um, Also, as we speak, George Floyd's funeral is being held in Houston, Floyd's hometown. It's being live streamed by a number of major networks and a number of civil rights leaders will be speaking at the funeral. And there will also be a videotape message from Joe Biden. I suspect no appearances by the current president. Oh, you mean the man who's harassing a hospitalized peace protest? I think so. I think he's going to sit this one out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I wouldn't put money on that, but... Yeah. Uh, Today, George Floyd's brother will also testify in front of the House Judiciary Committee for their hearing on police brutality. Uh, We talked on the episode yesterday about a bill that the House Democrats and Senate Democrats were unveiling. Republicans in the Senate's Judiciary Committee want to have their own hearing about police brutality. All right. I guess it's two different worlds for Republicans and Democrats or people that use their eyes and people that refuse to. Yesterday, Mm -hmm. Democrats in the House and Senate released the Justice and Policing Act. Um, And like we said, that bill would, among other things, it would ban chokeholds, no-knock warrants. It would also create a database to track officer misconduct. And it would finally make lynching a federal crime. Finally. Finally. um, You would think that, A, that would have been a federal crime already. B, something that was, you know, I got a kick out of yesterday while it's nice that they are taking some sort of action in the House, uh, I'm sure it will sit on Mitch McConnell's desk till the end of eternity, even if it does get passed. But did you catch the the uh, the, the pageantry the which with, with which they, they brought this bill to the floor? Um, they it was were quite self satisfied. It was quite appropriationy. Yeah, it was very um, strange. If anyone wants to see what was going on, just Google. Um, Nancy Pelosi introducing Justice and Policing Act kneeling. It was a display. They made quite a quite a display. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw the root posted a caption with that, like, "Great, good for you, but please get up off your knees and make some make some laws." Like we just said, lynching isn't a hate crime. So appreciate it, but right, it's not nine really minutes like- avoiding another George Floyd in a different way. Right. It's not like it it doesn't do it doesn't achieve anything for the black community or anybody 
for you guys to be like kneeling while wearing some sort of like misappropriated cloth that you probably had to Google the meaning of before right. you wore it. Not, not to mention that Nancy Pelosi was definitely like the star of the show. She was like in the front and she had like Cory Booker and like Kamala Harris. It was a very strange display. I don't know if they don't like have PR people. I don't know. They can <laughs> not in the congressional budget. <laughs> I guess not. I well, guess not. Maybe we should maybe we should fund some fund some like diversity perspectives for them. Right, right. That's the thing. Like maybe like somebody in your office probably did say like, I don't know, maybe like rethink that. And they're like, no, we love it. We're going out there. <laughs> right. That's that's what I always wonder. I'm like, did no one say anything? Like, yeah. did no one say don't do this? All right. Well, We'll get more into these issues throughout the episode and this week. Um, But for now, here is your daily reminder that coronavirus is still around. Over the weekend, the World Health Organization said that people without symptoms aren't the primary spreaders of the virus, Um, which is is actually some important information um, when it comes to keeping us safe in the future. However, this morning, they walked back that statement, saying that it was just a misunderstanding. So it seems like... Um, they don't want people to get maybe like cavalier about it because it isn't impossible for it to spread mm-hmm. asymptomatically, but just that like on the whole, that's not what they're seeing. Um, I'm sure they also don't want to encourage people who are like sick, but not sure if they have Corona to like go out um, and potentially infect people with it. But the reason that they came up with this finding is that the results of contact tracing in other countries showed that asymptomatic carriers are not the main drivers of infection, but that they can still transmit it. So there's still a lot we don't know about this virus. I actually got my antibody test result today. I don't have Oh, them. wow. Interesting. <laughs> How recently? Yeah. So, because you and I both were at the protests on Saturday. Yeah, I didn't get a pro- that test. No. Okay. I- so that test doesn't tell you if maybe you were infected on Saturday. No. So I purposely went Sunday to get the antibody test to see if I had it from before. And then I'm going to maybe get a COVID test like today or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go get one tomorrow because I'm, I might leave the state over the weekend and I don't want to do that. If, actually, I'm not going to put in this podcast that I might leave the state. Never mind. Yeah. Good, good idea. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get one this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they told us to at the protest, um, which was sort of being led at one point by healthcare providers um, when we were at our first meetup point and they recommended that. So yeah, people are trying to be safe while being at these protests. Um, To be very clear though, these results do not mean that we get to just stop wearing masks and social distancing. It just means that um, we need to be doing a better job getting people tests right when they start showing symptoms so they know if they have to fully quarantine themselves. Um, Like how that's what we knew from the very beginning and like just this whole circle, like, no, we don't know. Everybody stay inside. Okay. So it turns out only if you, ugh. right. I know it was, I mean, it was just such a, not, uh, there was no time to learn these things, right. especially because the Trump administration dismantled the pandemic response team. So we basically lost the entire months of January and February where we could have been gaining some of this knowledge potentially. Um, but we didn't. So now we're relying on the World Health Organization, which Trump has also defunded um, as of last week. We're relying on just independent sources of data. So Yeah, and I think uh, yeah. I was reading this morning in the Betches newsletter that 14 states still have rising coronavirus cases over the past seven days. So yeah, it looks like and- it's not just hitting blue states. Right. And I do want to say a lot of people want to think that this is because of the protests. But if you remember, the protests started after Memorial Day weekend, which was basically spent um, 
you know, with a, a lot of states opening and, you know, you had restaurants packed, beaches, yes. pools, bars packed over Memorial Day weekend. So we're now seeing the results of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, a friend of mine pointed out to me that Katie Turr, the MSNBC news anchor, has been, she's been like at the protests all week and wearing like a mask and she reported on her uh, COVID test and antibodies test and both were negative. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I've said this every time I can, but like literally everybody I've seen at the protest has worn a mask except for law enforcement who seem to willfully yeah. have chosen not to wear them. They're masking their badges. Yeah. I noticed that they were like wearing them hanging off the badge. Some of them. I think that's, that's literally the commissioner has said to honor NYPD loss from COVID. Like I think it's supposed to symbolize the mask, but really you just can't see the fuckers badge numbers when they're tear gassing you. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Some it's evil bad. shit. Pretty evil. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about some maybe slightly yeah. better news. Um, Encouraging some, news. Some slightly better news. Um, former Vice President Joe Biden is currently leading in the polls by an average of 10 points, even according to the poll conducted by Trump's pet network, Fox News. Um, and a poll revealed that C uh, from CNN revealed that voters overwhelmingly think that Biden would be, would be better in, at leading in times of crisis, dealing with COVID, and working to improve race relations. I mean, the bar <laughs> is literally in the basement. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> he literally... We'll get to this. He tweeted this morning. China at this fucking point. Like, it can't be worse. So yeah, I think Joe Biden will do a good job. Also, the bar I think so Joe Biden... Deep into the earth, it's melted. Yeah, in the, in the plasma core. <laughs> While these polls are generally signs of good news, it's important to remember that polls were not really accurate in 2016. And also the current lead is very far out from the election. Um, the other thing that's important to remember is that national polls are not really as informative as state by state polls, because that is how, how, leader, how our presidents are elected. So it really matters like what Biden's lead is in Michigan, what his lead is in Wisconsin, Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Arizona, adopt one of those states at Crook. What is it? I think it's votesaveamerica.com. Um, go adopt one of those states. I'm actually doing a training on Thursday about that. Oh, nice. I got to do mine too. Yeah. I was reading that I've read a couple articles this week that these polls are definitely like he's looking better than Hillary did at this time. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which is great. But I've also read a little bit about something I learned about this week. Have you ever heard of non-response bias? Um, yeah. 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 It, it basically means that we might be in a time right now where people are so ashamed of supporting Trump, they're not even like answering their phones for pollsters or agreeing to do as many polls. So like, because they don't want to admit it. Imagine being like so afraid of admitting that your views are fucked up that you won't answer the phone. Right. Right. I know. And I think there's already like corrections in, in polling. Um, to account for like a, a shamed, like shamed Republicans who like really aren't telling you how they actually feel. But now we're at a point of like straight up no response bias where they're not even answering the phone. Like they still are for him. They're just not going to admit it on the phone right now. Right. Because well, he's abusing 75 year old men on Twitter. Yeah. Well, it's, it, that is what people would say in 2016. Like, we just don't want to get yelled at for supporting him. It's yeah. like, Okay, I'm sorry. So you have your shitty view and you know your view is shitty so much so that you are afraid to stand Excellent. by it. Okay, good luck. All right. Um, <laughs> but in terms, of, in terms of what's going on right now and Biden's um, role in it, there are a lot of, as we all know, calls and protests to defund the police. Biden is trying to walk the line between finding a way to express his support for those protests while appealing to the more moderate voters and law enforcement that he really does need to 
have behind him in order to win. Um, and I think we know that Biden would be better than what's going on now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do need him to win. Um, this is not a biased podcast at all. I don't know what you thought you were signing <laughs> for. Um, so he says, so as of now, he says that he doesn't support defunding the police, but he is in favor of conditional aid based on the police's demonstrated ability to actually protect their community and meet basic standards of decency. Again, bar in the center core of the earth. Yeah. The idea that, that police should treat their communities with standards of decency, like That's what, what the, country oh, yeah. do we basic think we meet <laughs> basic standards of decency? Imagine if that were like, if, if that's anybody else's job performance, like you're on probation, you are on notice. I yeah. guess that's what he's saying, but no one's like, let me just find a job applicant who basically meets decent expectations and give them a gun. Right. Yeah. Right. Them it's, like, it's wild. It's actually wild. Um, yeah, it's truly. I saw you shared that graphic that showed that you have to go to, you're in school longer to become a beautician or an esthetician than to become a police officer. Oh my God. Someone DM me that was like, well, Actually, oh, no. shouldn't they shouldn't they have a lot of extra time getting trained because they are the ones holding a gun and not a hairbrush? And I'm like, I think the problem is the comparison, not yeah. the length of time. <laughs> that was like, very no one's saying response. beauticians. No one's like, yeah, beauticians need like so much extra training. Like, what are we doing here? They're all like, no, right. cops are not trained enough despite the power they're given. Oh, man. Anyway. As for the current president, as we mentioned, he spent this morning smearing the 75-year-old man who police shoved to the ground in Buffalo last week. We all saw the really disturbing video. Everybody did. And those officers uh, were charged with assault. And <laughs> we haven't talked about this on the podcast. And then 57 of them resigned in support of their, of their elder abusing colleagues. They released their colleague and there was the entire police force like standing by and clapping for his release. So I don't know anyone who's like, not all cops are bad. It's like, okay, well, his whole entire department celebrated his, his release after knocking down a 75-year-old man and making him bleed from the head. And have to so go to the hospital. Yeah. Like, wh where are these like good apples that are... Because the, the issue is obviously not with individuals. We know there are lots of good individuals who do bad things in certain situations the, it's a cultural problem no one's like defund officer sherman specifically everyone's <laughs> like defund like they need you need to reform the whole culture it's not about one guy and if it yeah. were like you can't you can't solve the problem by arresting one cop or by glorifying the goodness of one cop like it's a full it's a systemic problem yeah, totally. And I feel like the Buffalo cops like couldn't have made a better example because they're also the ones where people were sharing pictures of them having knelt with protesters literally like hours or maybe a day before. And then they shoved this man who the president is now accusing of just faking the whole thing. Donald J. Trump tweeted this morning, Buffalo protester could be an Antifa provocateur. 75-year-old Martin Gugino was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to blackout equipment, according to OAN. I watched. He fell harder than was pushed with aiming scanner. Could be a setup. So disturbing. Smearing the 75-year-old man. Was that angry 75-year-old white men are like his entire base? Yeah, right? But not in New York. Yeah, and obviously that right-wing network routinely disseminates conspiracy theories. They're the ones, if you watch the uh, the press briefings that happen now with Kaylee McEnany, she always, whenever she gets rattled, she'll then call on her pal, who will be like, are you going to press charges against Barack Obama? So kind of you not to. Yeah. 
Oh, she's what's her name? Chanel Chanel Ryan or something? Oh, I don't know. I've never known her name. That that's her name. If, in case anyone is. sees that name anywhere, put a hex on it. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. What is Antifa? Can you give us a brief, like, why is it ridiculous when people are just like, it's Antifa, they did it. You know, it's so funny that you're, you pronounce it Antifa, because I always thought it was Antifa. Oh, it, it definitely is Antifa. I don't know. Oh, I don't is? say Antifa. I, I think you're, it's definitely Antifa. Oh, I've heard, I've heard a range, but yeah. regardless, it is the same thing. And I would recommend that everyone stops referring to it by the name Antifa or Antifa or by any sort of shortened version of the word anti-fascist, which is what the meaning of the word is. So there's this, Basically, last week, Bill Barr and Trump designated, you know, anti-fascists, designated the anti-fascists as a terrorist group, meaning that they could, you know, prosecute them as if they were ISIS, essentially, in America. What is Trump trying to do when he's just like, it's Antifa, they did it? He's trying to basically come up with a catch-all for people who oppose him. Um, meaning people who are anti-fascist. So, <laughs> yeah. so like any, and the danger of this is that like any group who is in opposition of like any group who's in opposition of what the Trump administration is doing, all they have to do is 
say you're Antifa, Antifa, you, that's you. And then you're then subject to their abuses, which we know that they have very little qualms about doing um, against yeah. about perpetrating against their own citizens. So basically it's a, it's just a way to label enemies of the state enemies of the people, which they've been doing the whole time. So that, so there's no like anti, okay. Yeah, that's not there, true. Is. there is an antifa.com please thinks that like, that this is a real thing. I can't even believe that there's not somebody out there trying to make a more legitimate case for Antifa who hasn't bought the domain. Well, wait, somebody make a let's GoFundMe. Antifa.org Antifa says is a joke website um, where it, oh, it's actually nice. You guys should go to Antifa.org. They had <laughs> the idea, but <laughs> they had the right idea. Um, Got it. But, but, the, but the point is that it's, there's no central organization. There's no leader. There's no like person who you're like, I defer to their, to their like ideology. All it is, is like just, it's, it's not even a collection of people. Like, I don't know anyone else who's like, that's me. I'm like part of this. I volunteer right. for they don't go to meetings. Yeah. Yeah. There's no meetings. There's no donations. There's no volunteering. There's no recruitment. All it is, is a label put, put on people who oppose the administration by the administration. That's all it is. In in the past, in like the Charlottesville riots, there were people who were saying, I'm Antifa, but they just yeah. meant that they were anti-fascist, not that they were like representing any sort of organization. So the, yeah, the, I think the, the woman that got killed during Charlottesville, they tried to sort of smear afterwards as being like an Antifa yeah. This, yeah, this has been going on for a while. It started in the dark fringe corners of the right wing internet, as all these things do. Pizzagate, the pedophile ring, mm -hmm. all these things start in the dark corners of the fringe right wing and right wing internet. And then they ripple out. And then suddenly Bill Barr's talk designating them a terror, de designating a non-existent grouping of people as a terrorist organization, which is so fundamentally dangerous. This is what all authoritarian states do to their people. They find a name. They find a way. They find a way to campaign against them. Please be very aware of this. Watch the Antifa, Antifa, anti-fascist stories and just know that this is a smear tactic and, and that is what they want to kind of use yeah. to embody anyone who is against them. Right. And it's even, it's especially alarming when you consider the person that gave the order for them to tear gas the protesters was Bill Barr, who runs the Department of Justice and is now vaguely saying that anyone in Antifa, I mean, like you said, it basically just means like, if you disagree with what somebody's doing, you can say, well, you're in, what you're doing is Antifa like in there, we can detain you. And now you're, you're ours. Yeah. Essentially totally chill democratic. It, society. Is, it is like chapter one of the dictator playbook, dictator digest chapter one, find a good, good name. Doesn't matter if the, if, you are literally just missing three letters or sorry, four letters that make it clear about what you're doing. All you have to do is make enemies. And then because of all the laws you've changed, you can do whatever yeah. you want to them. It's like first chapter in like chicken soup for the dictator soul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. First chapter of the copy of Mein Kampf that Donald Trump used to keep by his bed. Mm -hmm. Right. That one he knows how to hold Mein right Kampf. You know, okay, this is what's so fascinating to me about the dictator, the ego of the dictator. Mein Kampf means my struggle. Like, mm -hmm. like the like it is so true. Trump would Trump is always tweeting about his fucking struggle. 
Like it's yep. the same like attitude of like of like I'm the I'm the oppressed one. Like like they did it to me. Like like I have to go into the bunker and be scared now. It's like it's like you are the one causing the problem. Stop blaming yeah. it on everyone else. Right. He's creating the problem and trying to make it look like a problem to justify his grand plans. Indeed. I feel like our ending for today is like even more apt until the return of democracy. Yeah, it is. It's official that we've made that transition. Yeah. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We also wanted to take a little bit of time today to run through some achievements since the protests began. Um, So for one... Obviously, the Minnesota City Council will vote to dismantle the city's police department, saying it's too broken to be reformed as is. Um, this is sort of like what I, Sam, you and I talked about this a little bit today, like learning the difference between like defund the police and police reform. Minneapolis has actually undergone lots of reforms to its police department that have not worked. They've tried everything. They've had issues for a long time. They've had numerous instances of officer shooting and killing civilians, um, and they haven't worked. So basically, the city council is like, we got to start over and figure out the best way to like ensure community safety. Um, Also in New York City, Bill de Blasio cut the NYPD's budget. He hasn't said by how much. Uh, The state assembly also passed the Eric Garner Anti-Chokehold Act, which is going to make chokeholds one step closer to being illegal in the state. Uh, Andrew Cuomo says he's definitely going to sign that. Some budget cuts for the police in Los Angeles. The Justice and Policing Act we talked about, which uh, also included a bipartisan effort to stop local law enforcement from receiving military equipment. Works for me. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky is pursuing a ban on the no-knock warrants uh, that resulted in Breonna Taylor's death. Uh, They basically want to make them only allowed for like very serious crimes. We know that Breonna Taylor did not commit any crimes and was not even suspected of any crimes. Like they were literally at her apartment because the postal service confirmed that she got packages there and they were able, like packages ever arrived there. And they're like able to sort of create this matrix to convince some judge to give them a no-knock warrant that maybe there were drugs in there. But if you haven't read about it, it's so you probably there's literally no reason they should have been there. And so to read the crimes that they would allow this for, which is like sex trafficking and like murder and like having crazy weapons, and to think they knocked on her door for literally no reason and killed her, it's like yeah, let's outlaw these. Well, it's just like if as a white person, if you're sort of like questioning this, try to envision a scenario where a cop would enter your home without without knocking. And I bet that you can identifying themselves. Yeah. They were in plain clothes, some of the documents say. That's even scarier because she's banging on your door for 30 seconds. And of course, her boyfriend was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's really scary. Now, as a white person, imagine you taking that. Okay. So, right. Yeah. That's what we need to ensure public shit out of those people. So, why is that okay to happen to black people if you wouldn't be okay with it happening to you? Exactly. It goes back to what we were saying yesterday, which is that like, it's, if you have grown up in a certain environment, it's not hard for you to imagine a community without police because they've never been there. Like imagine living in a community where at any moment you could have somebody 
run through your door with a battering ram and they don't have to tell you they're police and they can do whatever they want to you. You wouldn't want them there. We don't want them. Get out of my neighborhood. That's what Bill Barr is going to be doing to the Antifas. Exactly. You don't, if you don't look out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Sammy. Well, I just wanted to, I just wanted to go back to something you were saying earlier, just in this small segment um, about how the Minneapolis police department had actually done a lot of these reforms. And I think that it is possible to, for these reforms to work, but I do think there is yeah. like a bit of a scrapping and starting over that needs to happen because the fact is that it's like, even if, if you change, if you try to insert positive cultural things into a rotten culture, those things get subsumed by the already rotten culture. It's yeah. like they don't get a chance to thrive. So even if they work, you have to like reestablish that you're t that this culture is too far gone to be saved because there's not enough individuals in it who are receptive to the changes. Right. So, so that's why I think that like when you, people say like police reform, that might mean disbanding and reassembling also. Right. Yeah, you're right. These things like police reform isn't necessarily like an antonym to defunding elements of, of how police work. Right. It doesn't mean like there no one's going to solve these problems. in the world like, who want to murder people and we need police to protect us from them. But we Definitely. don't need them to be the police. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And one more thing just from the protest that is, you know, it doesn't change the laws, but it is a cultural, it does indicate cultural movement, which is so important in any sort of like civil rights advancement, which is that Confederate statues across the South were taken down, including or will be taken down some were already, um, including in Alabama, Tennessee, and Virginia, which are some of the states where people have fought the hardest to keep these things. Um, there's a there's a yeah. slave auction block in Virginia that is finally getting removed from the street. Oh, God. Yeah. And in the UK, they even topped the statue of a slave trader. Yeah. The joke to me, I've always like had it out for this kind of thing. Like, it's ridiculous to me that you're going to like, you're inherently glorifying these things by allowing them to continue to exist. There are no statues of right. Hitler anywhere. Um, but yeah, yeah, we we don't need to. Well, there's keep apparently them on yeah, the, the Robert yeah the Robert E Lee statue in Richmond, which is sort of one of the the thing that people have been, really been fighting for a long time to get taken down. Uh, that's delayed for ten days because apparently a descendant of someone on the deed where they swore that they would protect the statue is now saying, "No, you can't take it down. My family has sworn to protect it." Okay, I've sworn to a lot of shit, but like you don't see. Okay, Let it go. all right. The Read level, the, the level <laughs> of entitlement and privilege. My family swore to protect this statue. Okay, that's right. fucking nice. Shut the right. fuck up. Go away. Like, <laughs> right, right. There were probably plenty of plenty of Nazi families who swore to protect shit too. Yeah, they still went to Nuremberg. So exactly. I can't. I can't with these fucking people anymore. I know. All right. The audacity. Um, until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betcha Sup Daily Podcast. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Batches.